Hello, welcome to the Dentist Puppet Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Harry Singh, helping you grow your face aesthetics business. Really excited with today's guest, someone I've known for a number of years. It's going to give away our eight if I say how long for. Um, I've shared the stage with him. I've helped him on some of his courses. He's helped me with some of my courses. I actually went on his training many moons ago when I was a dentist. And the first thing he showed me was, I mean, he was in May 91, the Champions League, and I'm a big Liverpool fan. So despite our differences, we're still kept in touch and we have a lot of similarities. So welcome, Ashley Latter, the number one communications trainer in the world. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you. It's been good to hear, be here, Harry. Thank you for having me. And no, thank you for um, accepting my invitation. I know you're a very busy man. So for those people that have lived in a cave for the last 20 years, if you can tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, how you got into the dentistry market and what your company doing. Sure, yeah. So, um, well, about two weeks ago, I celebrated my 30th year as a, um, as a business um, ethical sales trainer, um, but got into the dental world uh, about 24-ish years ago, I'm trying to think now. Um, so I was delivering um, uh, a sales course in Manchester. It was a two-day course. We had all delegates from all different industries, um, recruitment, IT, car, hoteliers. But right at the bottom of the list was a couple of dentists. Uh, one, uh, both these dentists, um, and I was like, why are two dentists taking a sales training course with me? So yeah. I got to meet the guys the night before, and they were basically telling me that they were great dentists. Technically, they could do the dentistry. Um, but what they couldn't do was they couldn't sell it or they couldn't communicate it well. They would often take, you know, talk very technical, write long treatment plans and say to say to patients, go home and think about it. Um, they were not good at discussing fees. So they would reduce the fees in their head. You know, if the fee was 500, by the time it came out of the mouth, it was four. Yeah. And these are the challenges that they had. Um, so they took part in the two day course. Um, I. Uh, they left on the second day, and don't ask me why, but I said, I'll follow you up. And a few weeks later on my couch, I was thinking, wonder how those dentists got on. Should I ring them? Should I not? Should I ring them? Should I not? A bit like ringing a girl up for a date. Anyway, I decided to pick the phones up, um, called them, and um, basically those two phone calls changed my life because both of them told me that their treatment plan acceptance had increased. More patients were saying yes. They weren't discounting. The books are full. They were doing the dentistry they wanted to do. Yeah. And um, it changed their lives as well. So um, they told their mates. And about six, eight um, months later in Oxford, which is not too far away from you, I don't think, yeah. I delivered my first ever, we called it the ethical sales and uh, communication course. Um, great success. We had 26 dentists on it. I rang all 26 dentists up, followed them up. And I think after about a few months, I realized I think I was onto something here. So um, bit of a slow burner to start off with. We're doing a couple of courses a year. Mm. And then really a couple of years later, I decided to just to go all in, jump in and go, I'm just going to work with dentists from now on. And the rest is history. You know, I've written three books, um, uh, delivered courses now all over the UK in 15 countries worldwide, off to Australia in three weeks, four, three weeks, deliver courses in Sydney and Perth. Um, we, today, as a business, I have four instructors. Uh, I have a training center here in North Manchester, uh, and we deliver 10 different courses all over the UK, from reception, from practice manager club, entrepreneur program, 
the ethical sales, which is still the most popular course that we deliver. And uh, all because I made two phone calls 20 odd years ago. And uh, I always say to dentists, you know, make phone calls every day, pick the phone up, speak to a few patients, ask them how they're getting on. And I promise you, if you do that every day, five days a week, 15 people a week, the goodwill it will bring is phenomenal. And, um, you know, people will recommend you. They'll be surprised that you've called. They'll be shocked, but overwhelmed. And it will it'll grow your business. Um, very few people take me up on that. They say it works. But the ones that do tell me it, it pays dividends. So uh, make phone calls every day. Ring those patients up. <laughs> was it was it when you ran those dentists all those years ago? Was it one of those old phones where you had to dial up with the yeah? Thing? I mean, yeah. yeah and you know, it's engaged. You put the phone down and start all over again. Yeah, yeah. It's good. No old. speed dial in those days. No mobiles, but no. I definitely recommend what Ashley said about ringing patient, but also connecting network because I made it my mission a couple of years ago to connect with five people every single day whether it's social media, ringing, texting, what's happening, not like a hard sell, but just to say, how are you doing um, long time? And you, the things that have come out of those simple messages has been amazing. Mm. Yeah. Another thing you hit on, which I talk about in my marketing course, is narrow down your niche. Because if you're a business person, you think, okay, why would I do sales as for dentists? That's a small market. There's a bigger market sales for every single industry. And that's where the dentists make a mistake. They try to target every single patient. But you're living testimony too. If you never your niche, become a specialist in that niche, there's actually much more fortune in that than be a generalist. Well, you, I mean, it's like um, uh, today. Um, this is the first office day I've actually had for, for, um, about two months actually, which is which is great. I'm here on my own today as well. So, but today I, um, you know, last week I delivered five days on the on the trot, and from those conversations I had with dentists, I write down four or five things during the week, and today I'm going to write four to five articles on those subjects. Yeah. So what happens is when you narrow your niche, you 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 become the expert, you become the go-to person for that topic. And that's what I've tried to do. That's what I've, that's what we've worked on. We, you know, become that go-to person. So when people think of communication skills, patient journey, uh, development, they, they instantly hopefully think of me. And that's what I've, I've tried to work on now, you know, for the last 24 years or so. They've even named a verb after you, isn't it? I hear so many dentists saying, have you been lattered? <laughs> that's that's <laughs> when you, you made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was um who said that to me once. Somebody once said it to me that there's um I should get some t-shirts really, shouldn't I? Yeah, You've yeah. Blasted, you know. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Um we touched on it before we started recording about and you talked about in your intro about dentists are very good at their clinical skills and obviously dental universities teach that, but not the soft business skills. In your decades of experience, have you seen dentists are more willing to invest in the soft business communication skills than when you first started? I think I would say yes. Um, I think the, um, I think the uh, dentists that are sort of coming through nowadays are more, I would say the last several years are more 
business orientated. Would that be fair to say? Yeah. They're more wanting to uh, not just become dentists, but also want to grow and become business people as well. So I think there's 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 that, and I think there's 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 definitely. Um, I mean, you know, my business has grown. You know, if my business is completely different to how it looked for many many years ago, but yeah. I think definitely nowadays the people coming through want to be more business oriented. They want to own their own practice. They want to run a business, and they and they treat it a bit more like that. Um, so yeah, I would say definitely, yeah. Yeah, especially young, they want to create a brand for themselves, have a logo and more social media presence. And they know communication and selling is going to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so as well, definitely. Yeah, so been in business for a number of years. So what was the most important advice you got when you were starting your own business? Um, the most important advice I got, essentially, you sent me this question and I was I was walking the dog this morning trying to uh, work, think about it. I, I had, um, when I first started my uh, my training business 30 years ago, I was very fortunate to be part of the Dale Carnegie organization. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's the world's, it's a global training organization, respected throughout the whole world and regarded as probably the top brand in the training business, in the personal development world. And I had a, I was very fortunate to have a really good sales director who really mentored me really well. Uh, and he was called David. And there was lots of great things, lots of advice he gave to me every every day. And, and you know, if I look back, I, I would, you know, probably would not be where I am without David. Okay. But one of the things that he's, uh, he, oft, he once said to me, which really hit home, and I, and I live my life like this every single day, and he called it IPA. And IPA was what I call income-producing activity. And income-producing activity is that when you, like today, when I come into work today, you know, it, it could be very easy for me to do administration, to, to do, you know, to do things that aren't going to bring any income to the table. So today, you know, I, I would say 80% of my day will be focused on activity that, that, um, that marketing activity out there that will help for hopefully generate income for my business. So I think that was probably the best piece of advice is that when you are working, if you know, if you're working eight, 10 hours a day, make sure that what you do is income producing activity. So if you are a dentist, you know, not only should you obviously deliver in the dentistry, but there's always other activities that you can personally do during the day that will helpfully generate future business for you. Obviously, asking lots of questions for the patients, finding out if there's things they'd like to change or improve about the smile, handing out referral cards, you know, have some really nice cards printed um, and hand them out to patients each day, the ones that you like, and just ask them to recommend you. You know, if you've got, if you've done some great treatment for a patient and they're really happy, then ask them for five-star Google reviews and ask them for video testimonials. And these things that will help you generate future business, future income to your practice. So I think the best piece of advice I got was what I call IPA, making sure that when I come in to work on a day like today when I'm not lecturing, you know, when I can rest my voice, but make sure that I'm doing stuff that's going to helpfully generate future um, business for my for, for, for myself you know so like I said I'll be writing three articles today 
we'll use those as newsletters. We'll send them out to our 20,000 people on our database. They'll go on social media. They'll hopefully be sent to magazines. So all these things that we do, um, like I said, so IPA is definitely the best thing that piece of advice I was ever given. Yeah, perfect. And, you know, I follow a similar system, but slightly different. I look at how what activity I'm doing. If it's going to cost me less than £200 an hour to do, I'll get someone else to do it. And anything above that, I know it's worth my time investing on doing that. Um, and where, as you say, people just get swarmed under with admin stuff that they could pay a virtual PA to do pounds mm. an hour. Your time is worth a lot more. Um, okay, so obviously we've done a couple of courses together, obviously talking about facial aesthetics, how dentists can introduce that. Have you seen the delegates coming onto your workshops, courses, they want to incorporate facial aesthetics? Has that changed over the last few years? Yeah, I think it's definitely uh, become more popular. I was, I was with, um, uh, I was living a, a training program in um, a practice last week, and it's a, it's a traditional implant referral practice, you know, and, and uh, I've been, I've known this guy for, you know, he was one of the, actually one of the very first guys ever to take my ethical sales and communication course over 20 years ago. And he invited me in and I did two, I'm doing two days for him doing the further down this Friday. And I was shocked that, you know, he had a facial aesthetic part of his business as well, which was really flourishing, you know, and they had um, a poster up and they had a a pop-up banner, um, you know, mentioning this. And I got chatting to the, the young, the the lady that was delivering was do, was uh, delivering the treatments, and she was overwhelmed with the course, and she could see how it could work. But yeah, so I'm seeing it definitely more and more. And like I said, the last thing I was expecting to see was a a facial aesthetic department in a like I said a traditional implant referral practice. So yeah, it's definitely a lot more um, a lot more popular than it was uh, many many years ago. Hundred percent. They didn't talk you into having any treatments. Uh, no, no, not me. I'm, I'm not. No. Um, um, although I once, I once got asked, um, "Shall I, shall I, show, shall I show you how not to sell it?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on then. So I once this 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 is this is going um, a few weeks just before my fiftieth birthday party. Yeah. Um, so at the time I was going through a midlife crisis. Um, I actually took up boxing and was was fighting in a white collar fight. Yeah. Um, and and I went to see a client and he and he asked me that next time I was passing his practice to pop in and he'd sort my forehead out for me. <laughs> so um, that's the only time I've been offered it. No, no. So no one's ever asked me. Yeah. So uh, talking about that, so what advice would you give our listeners who are dentists that are looking to start Often face us at data, done the clinical course, but they're not too sure how to market, how to communicate that to their patients and external patients. What tips, advice can you give those dentists? Well, I think you've got to. Um, you just got to market. You know, there's, there's you know, I'm, 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 I was wondering if you were expecting, um, uh, you, you, you know, and something that's just a bit. You've just got to put yourself out there and make a noise, you know. Um, so, um, have you know, have several different ways of marketing what you do. Have a you know, invest a hundred pound in a pop up banner in yeah. your reception area. You know, um, go go and 
Do you know, one of the things that I, I'm surprised that very few people actually do this. So we, if you've got a flourishing, you know, um, facial aesthetic business, and I was on your course, mm. and, you know, I'd, I'd be saying to you, okay, what's your turnover? Can I come and spend a day with you? Can I just see how you do it? Can I come and visit your practice? Can I come visit and see what you do and how you market? So if I was starting out, I would look at who are the top five or six people who are doing the most turnover in the UK. And I'd go and send them an email, send them a personal letter and say, you know, you know, can I come and visit you? Can I see what you do? Can I see how you do it? And, you know, I'd like to pick your brains and I'll take you out for dinner. The dinner's on me or something. And most people, you know, would say, yes, of course I will. I'm more than happy for you to do that because, uh, people, I think people want to help. So I think the first thing I would do is find out who's doing th the most, who's doing really well, who's flourishing in this business and uh, pick the phone up and go and ask them, can I come and see what you do and how you do it? And can I see how you market? Um, so that's the first thing I would do. I remember when I worked for Dale Carnegie, I was, there was 1500 salespeople in the world and I was consistently in the top 10 for, for eight out of those 10 years I was there. But every time we had a, a conference in America, I'd look at who was ahead of me and I'd arrange a time to go and speak to each one of the people that was doing more business than me so I can learn what they did and how they did it. And people were so open and wanted to share what they did. And, you know, so and that's definitely what I'd do. Then the second thing I would do is have five or six, seven different ways of marketing, you know, pop up banner in your, in your, in your uh, reception area, get some nice business cards put together. Um, you know, speak to your patients. You know, I, I've, I've, I've took this away from you. I think one of the methods that you use is really good. You know, Mrs. Jones, um, I know this is not for you, uh, but just, you know, here's my card. If you know of anybody who might be interested in facial aesthetics, just please pass the card on to them. We're now doing this type of uh, treatment. So that would that would be something I'd definitely do. But here's the, 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 the other thing that I would do, um, and I've consistently done this now for 30 years, is I, I would write a weekly or, or fortnightly newsletter. So yeah. if you've got, what, since you've got your five or six customers or pay, clients, patients, uh, put them on a, a database and write a newsletter. It could be just tips. It could just be health tips or something. But keep in touch with those um those uh, clients and send them something by email that's of, of significant value to them. Um, you know, I've been writing an email newsletter now for close on 30 years. It goes out weekly, you know, and, and it, you know, it takes me an hour, two hours to write them now um, each week, but it's, it is definitely the best piece of marketing that we do. And every time we send it out, something happens, somebody buys something, somebody picks the phone up, somebody sends me an email, you know, we've been thinking about doing something for a while um, and, and something happens. So those are the, my top tips that I would say to people. If you're joint, doing this uh, facial aesthetics, you know, you've got to get your, put, your, put yourself out there, make a noise. Yeah, they're perfect. And I did a similar thing when I started investing in property. I spoke to people that had two, three properties. Once I had five properties, I was speaking to people that had 10 properties. Once I had 10 properties, I was speaking to people that had 30 properties because mm. they're doing something different that you're currently not to get to that level. Yeah. Um, bit of fun. Have you ever posted a TikTok video? No. I've never been in TikTok. 
I'm banned if I'm a kid, so I'm not allowed to be on TikTok. <laughs> no, no, I haven't. I haven't, to be honest. Um, I get to see them and people send me them and yeah. Um, the Friday afternoon jokes from the lads I'm on um, um, the WhatsApp group. I, I get to see a few at the weekends, but I've never been in TikTok, never posted a video on TikTok. Um, you know, uh, and my understanding, I'm, I'm, and I may be completely wrong and I could be, you know, it, it, my kids who are 23 and 21, they seem to be on it a lot. So I just get to feel it's for their age. But like I said, I might be completely off off the uh, wrong here. And I, and somebody's going to be saying to me, you should be on it and you're missing out on a trick here. But no, I've never been on it. I've never posted a video. Me neither. Yeah, my kid's 15, 17, and they're on TikTok and they go, you oldies stick to Facebook. Correct, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, in terms of we talked about if people want to start you Facebook, what they should do, what on the opposite end of the spectrum, what is the mistakes you've seen people make introducing facial aesthetics or even similarly private dentistry into their clinic? What's the biggest mistakes people have made? Like in terms of, obviously, obviously it's going to be opposite in terms of not marketing, not learning communication, but the wrong way to do it. Well, I, I would say that <laughs> the, the way the dentist said it to me at, that yes. little story when he said, uh, pop, pop, pack, pack into my practice. I'm doing facial aesthetics now. I'll sort your forehead out for you. That's probably the wrong way of doing it. Yeah, the one day just like, come on the course and he said, oh, it's yeah. not working. I go, why not? He goes, this, and I said, what are you saying to pay? Go, oh, you look a bit haggard, Mrs. Jones. Do you want some Botox? Yeah, yeah. I think it's, 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 it's obviously, um, uh, you know, and much more I think you have to be very diplomatic when you are introducing this into your um uh, into your uh practice yeah. um so I think you, you know the the way you communicate is going to be you know um uh um you, you've you, you know you've got to got to be diplomatic in the way you introduce it so I think I think that's probably got to be that you know be careful what you how you communicate. You know, I've seen some dentists um, say, you know, is there anything at all that you'd like to change about your face? Whilst because I do facial aesthetics, I think you've got to be very careful. You've got to have a, an, an incredible relationship with your patients if you're going to be asking those types of questions. So I think the biggest mistake is just make sure you introduce it and you're diplomatic and you, you know you're careful about what you say because otherwise you could actually you know, uh, wind some um, patients off. Did we, did was the other question about private dentistry? So is that into an NHS one? Yeah, because it's similar, because obviously facial aesthetics, private dentistry is similar. They don't need it, but they want it. Um, any tips? We've got, obviously most of our listeners are dentists, maybe working yeah. yes, converting. Well, I think, I think the biggest mistake dentists make is, is assuming that the patient won't buy the private option if it's, um, if they offered it to them. Yeah. So I always say to um, to dentists, you know, on my ethical sales communication course, you know, we first of all, I talk to them about how to sell it. I talk to them about how to communicate it. I talk to them about how to create the value and the benefits and have different types of evidence. But the other thing I say to them is um, offer it to everybody and let them say no. Does that make sense? Because if you think they're not going to have it, A, you won't provide it and offer it them, and B, you'll do it half-heartedly in any case. 
So you're going to you're going to get a no. So I would say that one of the biggest communicator is making an assumption that the patient won't have it. Now, what I say to dentists is, is that look, if you're going to introduce private, offer it everyone. Don't make assumptions. Be positive when you offer it them. And if you do that and you use the language that I teach you, you will increase and have more patients saying yes. And you can easily go 100 to 3 400% increase. But you will get no's on the way. And it's going to happen because not everybody is as passionate about private dentistry and having beautiful teeth as you are. You know, we care more than the patients. So accept along the way you're going to get some no's, but it's not personal. It's just that what you're offering is not high enough on their agenda and they'd yeah. rather spend the money on something else. So that I would say is some of the biggest mistakes I see dentists make is that they make an assumption that the patient um, is, is not going to take it up. So that's, that's definitely some tips I would give a dentist, you know, offer it everyone, be positive you know, talk about the benefits to them and accept that some people will say yes and some will say no. So what? Don't take it personally. Just move on. And it's the next person. Yeah, because if you don't ask anyone, it's, the answer's always going to be no. And, the answer's always going to be no. And no, it's not It's not a personal rejection. It's, as you say, it's not high on their priorities. And it's, yeah, really important point you made, assuming, because we've had the people the opposite. They go, okay, I only ask the people with designer clothes and fancy shoes and they're the ones that got no money because they spent it all and Correct. they're the ones who say no and same game with facial aesthetics we get a lot of delegates saying i'm not in the right area it's not rich enough i go makes it i mean steam there's not a well built up area um it's patients will always find money for what they want not what they absolutely. need absolutely absolutely yeah absolutely and then another thing uh, we went back on about people making mistakes is one not having the treatment themselves it's like you go. It's like going to a fat personal trainer that has a KFC bucket. You would never go to them, but we get so many dentists out. I would never. I don't believe in it. I'm not going to have a treatment myself. Go. How are you going to sell it to a patient? Mm. You don't believe in it yourself. Well, I, I always say to um, dentists that come on my course, or particularly owners, and I say, you know, would you like to increase your um, teeth whitening sales? And of course, they all say yes. I says, well, make sure that every single person you practice has beautiful white teeth. <laughs> And if you've done that, then you'll you'll see an increase, you know. That, but but you've got to walk the talk. Absolutely. There's a there's funny you should say that. Um, about this time when I'm in here, um, my, my my training center is in. We're we're right next door to a park. Yeah. In, in fairness, it's a beautiful. Oh, usually you've been here. It's a beautiful yeah. park. Today is actually a gorgeous day. It's a sunny, um, cold, fresh day today. And um, every day about half 10, this dog walker comes and he comes out of his van with about four dogs. But I swear, this guy must be, must be 25 stone. <laughs> I don't know how far he walks the dogs, but but if he turns up at my doorstep saying, I'm the dog walker, I'm just thinking, well, how far are you going to walk with my dog? Yeah, yeah no, it's, I know people make assumptions or yeah, make a split second about you straight away. So yeah. you got to say, walk the talk. Um, I know you're an avid reader, like myself. Um, what are the top three books you'd recommend to our audience? Um, well, I'm, I'm going to give you four, actually. I know you asked me for three, um, but I'm going to give you uh, four. Um, so the first one 
I think everyone should read is How to Win Friends and Influence People. I'm sort of biased, really, because I worked for the Dale Carnegie organization. But the book was written in 1936, and it's it's all full of human relation principles. And if you read the book um, today, you know, it's more relevant today than it was when it was written. And when I listened to uh, these, these, I mean, I walk the dog a lot and I listen to these podcasts and they all talk about modern management, modern leadership, and you can't shout anymore. You can't scream at people. You've got to be, well, you know what, that book, the book, <laughs> they're all talking about the new way of doing it. Well, that was actually written in 1936 and the book's there. So I think if you are in the business where you are dealing with or speaking to people or communicating as all dentists are, then I think everyone should read How to Win Friends and Influence People. So that's the first book I would say definitely everyone should read. I think the second book everyone should read is is the other Dale Carnegie book, which is called How to Stop Worrying and Start Living. Okay. I have have seen what worry and stress can do to people, you know, and and the impact it can have on, you know, they talk about cancer and and heart attacks and things. And, And it's a lot of it is down to, I'm not saying I don't know the facts, but I'm sure some of it is down to stress. And I think, you know, in a, in a, a modern world today, you've got to get a handle on stress. And I think, again, that book, uh, it, it, it was written, again, many, many years ago, but there's timeless principles in that book. Um, you know, the when I, every time I, I, I don't think there's a day doesn't go by when I don't think about what's in that book, you know? Um, uh, you know, when I'm making decisions or, or buying something or, or investing, you know, you, I always think to myself, what's the very worst thing that can happen? What's the very worst thing that can happen? And that, you know, that's a principle from that book. Okay. So I think those two books are definitely number one and number two. I think the third best book everyone should read is anything actually by Dan Kennedy. Um, last night I was walking the dog on, this is Valentine's night, walking the dog and this dentist wanted some coaching and some help and uh, on some marketing. And I just said, look, I'm walking the dog. Now, if you want to speak to me, I'm going to, you've got, you know, I'm, I'm half an hour walking the dog and then I'm home for the evening. And, you know, some of the things, the stupid things that he was mistakes he was making. And yeah, if you would have read Dan Kennedy's book, magnetic marketing, uh, you know, all the answers are in that book. So I would say any book by Dan Kennedy, I'm a bit biased, but, if you had to choose one or two books, I would say definitely Magnetic Marketing. And I think the other book that of Dan Kennedy's book is the um, uh, the uh, No BS Price Strategy. I think um, I wrote a book called You Are Worth It, How to Discuss Fees with Self-Confidence, because hmm. I think dentists undercharge themselves. And I think dentists personally discount a lot. And I think yeah. that my book there was helpful. But I think that Dan Kennedy's book was also as a must-have book as well. One last book, um, and probably, again, one of my favourite books of all time is Stephen Covey's book, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, which is just a brilliant book. And um, The Emotional Bank Account, everyone should read that chapter. And if you did that, you'd have a much, much better home life and family life as as well as a work life as well. So there, I know you asked me for three, but there's four. (laughs) Thank you, Ashley. Yeah. Um, I've read most of them. Actually, I think I've read all of them. I, I saw Dan Kennedy live in um, Orlando last year. Really good. He's still he's about seventy odd and still doing it strong on the stage. Mm. It'd be like me and you in twenty. No, no. I I I'm I 
as soon as I get more, I think a bit few more grey hairs, and that, that will be me done. I think. <laughs> you say that every year, and I still see you there. there. So time's flying by. So um, thank you, Ashley. So if people want to find out more information about your services, your workshops, your books, um, obviously we'll post some links in this podcast episode. But where can they find out more information about? Yeah, you? if you, if they go to just go to my website which is ashley latter that's a-s-h-l-e-y latter which is spelt l-a-t-t-e-r.com there's just loads of resources there we do uh, i write a weekly newsletter lunch and learn every week so they can sign up for that um and buy the books i've got a few books there that will help them um grow their businesses so uh yeah so if you go to my website that's a good place to start yeah so thank you ashley for your you're welcome Words of wisdom. Um, I'm sure my listeners have learned a lot and some follow-up to do with reading and looking you up. But uh, thank you, Ashley, for your time. No problem. Thanks, Harry. All the best.